Welcome to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Badass Direct Sales Mastery is a podcast for rock star direct sales moms who are determined to make their business kick ass. Jenny will share her knowledge of effective sales and recruiting techniques, tips to get what you want from your business, and will interview direct sales professionals and leaders from various companies. The interviews will give insight to how these rock stars got to where they are and where they plan to grow in the future. And now, the direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Welcome back to another episode of Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast. I am your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger, and I am here today with yet another level five Rodan and Fields leader. I want to introduce you guys all to Andrea Burnett. Andrea has been with Rodan and Fields for seven years. So she is one of the longtime leaders who's been with the company. And she went with Rodan and Fields because she needed to step way outside of her comfort zone to become a Rodan and Fields consultant. She has always loved mentoring women and she also needed a way to create residual income for her family. And so she wanted to give this opportunity a try. Well, here she is seven years later experiencing immense joy, helping others receive benefits of being beautiful and having healthy skin and getting a potential income stream for them that gives them peace of mind. And that's why she's really passionate about her business with Rodan and Fields. Now, just so you know, she has also been the recipient earner of exclusive leadership summit trips with her upline leader. And she is building her business through very intentional and purposeful networking, which I absolutely, anybody who listens to podcasts knows that I am a professional networker. <laughs> so I love it when I can say that somebody's building their business through networking. And something fun that you guys should know about Andrea is she loves on her golden retriever, Lucy, who is the cutest little puppy. I love following you on Facebook and all of the adventures that you go on with Lucy and the cute pictures you share of her. So welcome to the show, Andrea. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Oh, well, we are so glad to have you here. And one other fun fact, everybody, just so you guys know, we are recording this episode the day after my birthday and the day before her birthday. So we share a birthday month. <laughs> so we're birthday buddies. Birthday. So Andrea, tell us how you got into Rodan and Fields. How were you introduced to the company and, and why did you choose Rodan and Fields? Well, I was introduced to the company by my Weight Watcher leader, and I had not seen her for a very long time. She's a former lawyer. She also uh, happens to be at the top of the Rodan and Fields accomplishment. She's an RFX leader. Oh, wow. Mary Ann Benedetti. But in her previous life, she was a Weight Watcher leader, and I had not seen her for many years. And when my father passed away, I went to go see her. And I hadn't seen her for a while. And they said, oh, no, she's not going to stay here very long. She's leaving. And I'm like, that's impossible. She's been here for 25 years. So I found her and she asked me if I was familiar with Rodan and Fields. And I said, no. Mm -hmm. And she said, um, have you heard of Proactive? And I said, well, of course. And she said, well, the doctors who created Proactive created this company and they've asked me to open California. Would you like to learn more? And I said, is this direct sales? And she said, yes. And I said, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, I'm a very supportive friend. I will attend your party. I will buy your product, but I don't do this, or so I thought. Right. And so I told my husband about it, and he knew that I had been a court reporter 
Mm-hmm. My whole adult life, I became a court reporter, passed my boards when I was 20. And so I had worked as a court reporter for over 30 years when I heard about Rodan and Fields and was trying to figure out a way out of court reporting, mm-hmm. but didn't know where I could earn the income of court reporting without a college education. And so when I told my husband about this, he said, you know, sweetie, it's really hard to change your life. If you say no to opportunity, you should at least learn about it. So it was my husband's idea. This wasn't my idea at all. I love what he said. Say that again. And so I went and I was very surprised. I was very surprised, number one, because I live here in the Bay Area, that the doctors actually live here, work here. They're still practicing dermatologists here. And as a court reporter who knows how, what everything that goes wrong in people's lives, not what works, Mm -hmm. it was really important to me to be able to know that they were real and know that they, uh, it wasn't just some company somewhere in the world that I actually could check out their doctor's offices, their brick and mortar corporate offices. And that gave me a great deal of confidence to say, okay, not only did they make over $6 billion with proactive but they're still actively creating products and working dermatologists. And this was a family owned company. So this was, if I was going to do this as in contrast to joining a direct sales company where venture capitalists get together and say, this is a great stream of income for us. Let's find a product. Mm -hmm. They've always had a great product. They've just marketed it. This is the third way they have marketed their products. Right. That makes perfect sense. I want to jump back to what your husband said, because I think so many people miss out on that little nugget of information. Do you, do you remember the wording of what he said to you again? Can you say that again? Yes. He said, it's very hard to change your life if you say no to opportunity. Ah, okay. There's the title of our episode, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's phenomenal. And I think it's so, it's so true. Doing what you have been doing in the past is not going to get you any different results. It just isn't. You've got to change something in order to get new results. As we all, as we all hear, I think it was Albert Einstein who said the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So I I love that you were willing to take that step outside of your comfort zone, as, as I mentioned in your biography earlier, to be able to do this. And so as you got started with your business, seven years ago, what are some of the obstacles that you have worked to overcome or get around or get out of your way? First speaking, Mm -hmm. because as a court reporter, I'm a story catcher, not a storyteller. True. So I say three things during the day. You need to slow down. You need to speak one at a time. And that's my chair. (laughs) Um, So going, (laughs) oh, and it's time for lunch. Okay. Okay. Four things. Um, Yep. So going outside of you know, speaking to people, and I think particularly women have an issue with this, sharing something with somebody, if we're not attached to it financially, we love to share a story. I love this dress. I love these shoes. I love this movie. This book was amazing. And I see in many women, and I had it in myself, the block of, I think I'm asking somebody for money. So this is awkward. Mm -hmm. Instead of I'm sharing something that might actually be of help to them and that would benefit them. And that there's nothing wrong with sharing that information. And so that was a huge obstacle. I mean, I was scared out of my pants doing this. I was literally, you know, had a lot of anxiety about it, started off apologizing to everybody, 
couldn't imagine why things didn't go well at first when you say things like, now you don't have to buy this or try it. But <laughs> I mean, I didn't believe in my product. I didn't believe in the channel. I was self-conscious about it. And I needed to build my belief and my confidence so that I could present this to anybody without being attached to the outcome, letting people know about it, but you know, making sure that they, it's perfectly fine for somebody to say no. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not the end of the world. It's also not the only time the end of the story. Right. You know, many times it's the beginning of, you know, maybe later. And, and basically, you know, when I talked to people, I finally found my language, my feet. It took a lot of practice. It took a lot of, um, oh, I should have said something, doubt, things like that. But eventually, I found the language that was right for me that I felt comfortable talking to anybody about. And that, and how did you go about doing that? I mean, were you reading up on sales books or listening to um, sales coaches or anything like that to help you figure all of that out? Because a lot of people, if they don't know what to say, they just they just give up. So, how did you go about trying what worked for you and, and learning about that? So for me, because I'm hearing and language based, I went to every Rodan and field event I could possibly go to. I went, listened to every call I could listen to. And I explain it to my team this way. When you're learning a foreign language, at first, you don't understand any of the language. And eventually you start to pick out a word or two. But if you come around the language often enough, one day you open your mouth and a complete sentence comes out and you have no idea how your brain knew how to put that together. This is very similar. It takes practice. It takes being immersed in the language. It takes, um, you know, I did, they recommended that I record myself, especially for just being able to introduce this in a concise way. Mm -hmm. And my dog got to listen to me practice over and over. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, you know, just, it really is practice. It really is relaxation. It's really a lot of you need to do it enough until it's second nature. And so it takes a lot of support. And I was really lucky. I I believe that the reason that I've been so successful in Rodan and Field is because I chose a great mentor. I think this is a very hard business to do if you don't have someone right there with you, getting you started, supporting you, helping you refine your language, helping you be on calls. Um, There, you know, this is. There's a concise way that direct sales is successful. Mm -hmm. When you're taught that um, and you have the support of someone who's helping you along the way, this is a much more enjoyable journey. So picking who you join with is really important. And I just happened to luck out that the person I joined with was building both a successful team and um, sold products. So I learned the best of the best from somebody who was with me the whole way and still is. I love that. And I that's one of the things that I have said for years that one of the great things about direct sales is you have the opportunity to be um, mentored by amazing people. One of the disadvantages of direct sales is you're at the mercy of who brought you into the business because you don't know what you don't know when you started the business. So very few people, when they're looking at a company, will go talk to different leaders until they find one that fits for them. I mean, it's extremely rare 
to see that unless it's somebody who's jumping ship from one company to go to another, right? So we're at the mercy of our upline, of our mentors. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm the same way as you. I felt, um, still feel to this day, I'm very lucky to have been connected to the mentor that brought me into the business in the same way because she was great at sales, great at recruiting, great at leadership, um, very similar to what you have with your leader. And I think that's phenomenal. And as you went through that obstacle of learning sales language, it also applies to the recruiting. So what were some of the recruiting obstacles that you encountered? I mean, because in seven years, very few people are going to go, oh, yeah, I just I just built up a team and I hit level five in like 2.5 seconds. <laughs> so so tell, tell me about some of the recruiting uh, obstacles that you've gone through in seven years of leadership. Well... It's a very, you know, they say you need eight people to be level five. Mm-hmm. So I thought that meant eight people. It's really eight people squared. <laughs> you know, yes. um, that not only will you be asking people to join your team and mentoring them, many of them will not stay. Mm-hmm. Many of them are not coachable. Many of them, um, I always want to be in service to my team. So I always ask them when they join, what would you like to grow? And I meet them where they're at. Um, It was really important to me if I was going to do this, that I was in service to my customers and my team, that they weren't in service to me. And so I'm always trying to find out what would you like me to teach you? And then I teach that and not more unless they want to know because it can be overwhelming. So I have some people growing great big businesses. I have a few people growing medium-sized businesses, but I have lots of people who would love shoe money or vacation money or things like that. And that's wonderful for them. And it all adds up to an organizational volume that has worth and that is wonderful. Um, But it's many more people than I thought it was going to be. So I got four people immediately and I thought, great, now I'll start, you know, having them just focusing on them. And I lost my team. And I, you know, I've built teams, lost teams until I understood that no matter who was on my team, there was always going to be people leaving and coming in and that My job was to really focus on getting someone well-launched and getting them on their feet and being there as a support for them and then going back to my own business and continuing to build. And that that takes, when when it's much more comfortable to be in management than to be in recruiting, we'd rather manage because it's uncomfortable always talking to new people and that constant filling your funnel and going through your funnel. And once I learned that it's cyclical, sometimes I'm talking to a million people and no one's biting, no one's interested, it's not the right timing, that's not wasted time. Mm -hmm. That's just planting. And other times seeds are coming up and I haven't done anything. And it's like, I I talked to somebody, they're like, oh my God, that's exactly what I was looking for. I'd love to join. It's like, are you kidding? How did that happen? So it's just, you know, it's consistency. And that's when I learned that if I can treat this like I would treat any job and every day put time in and find, you know, what I call the hours of operation that work for me in a day. And when I was working full time, it was less than what it is now since I was, I've been able to leave court reporting. My business will keep growing. It's when I walk away from my business and think a month later I can pick it up and I'm not going to be frustrated but that's when it becomes hard and difficult and feels lonely and feels overwhelming. So building momentum and keeping momentum going by doing a little bit each day, it goes a long way 
to keeping our funnel full. And then it's okay, people will come, people will go, there's new people, there's old people, you never know. And then we just let people be who they are. And I think the other thing was, I wanted to spend so much time with people to get them going, instead of if they're not doing anything after three months, it's time to love them and let them be Mm -hmm. and really give my time to the people that are doing something and helping them progress. Because I'm sort of a rescuer. I'm thinking, I just want to help. But you can't do that in business. You can lead, you can teach, um, you can share. But then it's time to really give your energy because 80% of your time as a leader should be on your own business. That 20% goes to the people who are working and who could lead, you know, use your leadership. And that's a very hard thing to do when you want to help everybody. I definitely understand that. And I think one of the, one of the most surprising statistics for me that I learned after I got started in direct sales, I think it was maybe about a year after I started, somebody pointed out to me, you know, one thing we know in direct sales is that your team is only going to do about a third of what you do. So if you want your team to do more, guess what you get to do? you get to do more. So if you want more out of them, you've got to show the way. You've got to show them how it's done. And if you don't know, you've got to figure it out and do what it takes to get there. And then going through that leadership learning and learning that you know 20% of your team is going to provide 80% of your team volume you got to work with that 20%. You know, 80-20 rule applies in so many different ways. You just got to remember <laughs> where to put your appropriate time, right? So it's it's taking a look at those people who are doing the work, the people who are doing, because people are rarely what they say and they are almost always what they do. Um, the brilliant Hazel Walker said that. So going with, you know, working with the people who are doing and not the people who are saying and working them through the process and helping them reach their next goal is one of the ways in leadership that you can keep building a team is keep doing that with the people who are doing. I love that. So in doing that, it sounds like, you know, in your answer, you gave a little, a little hint to your secret to success, um, or at least I'm assuming. So what would you say your, if you had, if you could only share one secret to success, if you could go back to Andrea when she first started her business seven years ago, what secret to success would you share with her to help her get, know that earlier on? Well, first I would let her know that even though she didn't believe it, this is an amazing gift to families. The ability to have the opportunity to grow a business like this with a company like this is an amazing gift to a family. And so my belief took a while to build. I mean, I always knew our products were amazing, but the business opportunity, the business opportunity, having the belief in that and what residual income can do for a family. Mm-hmm. For my family, I didn't know that until the year I got sick and I was out for almost a year and I could work from home a little bit when I was recovering and things like that. But I kept having a paycheck. Yeah. And then a couple of years later, when my husband got sick, I was able to be with him the whole time. And we didn't lose two incomes because we're both self-employed. Mm-hmm. Mine kept coming in. And so when, when we're younger, we don't always believe that we won't be able to work at some point. But whether you're having a child or whether you're taking care of a sick parent or whatever it is that we as women take on, to have an income that doesn't come from our hours can be life-saving for a family and life-changing. And for me, how to build that business 
was the consistency of every day and telling the truth to my upline and my support when I was struggling so that they could support me and get me through the rough patches so that I didn't quit. Because this business will work for everybody who doesn't quit. And it's usually a much longer timeline than they tell you or that you see. Every so often you'll see a firecracker or somebody who can do it, reach the top in a year or two. But for most of us, it's a seven-year to 10-year commitment of learning a skill and building a team and doing all of that. You have wonderful rewards along the way. But if your goal is life-changing money, that takes time to build. And to be able to treat this like a business, it doesn't take as many hours as a traditional business. But the mindset of I own my business, so I need to put effort into my business each day. Where am I meeting people? Where am I sharing? And who am I asking that I can help? I love that. And I I think you're absolutely right. So many people assume that direct sales is either firecracker or nothing. And it's all those people who are like you and I who just work the business every single day, consistent, consistent, consistent keep doing those reach outs, keep having those conversations, keep attend as many trainings as possible. Because I didn't just learn from my upline. I realized that I had access to all of these leaders who were with all these different companies and they were willing to share their information with me. They were willing to sit down if, you know, share their secrets to success. And so that's really kind of where this podcast idea came from was knowing that I had access to all these amazing leaders and information and how many people don't reach out for that information. And so that's why we want to to have you guys who are phenomenal leaders be able to share this information with them. So in knowing that your secret to success is cons- is consistency, what's your next goal and what are you going to be consistent with to achieve that next goal for you? So the goal that we're working on right now is our car achievement. And so R- Rodan and Fields chose to put the car, car achievement at a pretty high level mm-hmm. so that the people who did earn a, car, earn a car had a sustainable business to pay for the car. And so they had learned from other companies that giving somebody a car too soon meant the person ended up paying for it or losing the car. Mm -hmm. So that was their strategy in doing that. And so we're working towards that. And it's exciting to watch. And you just have to go with the ebbs and flows because we have no control over our voluntary army. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be seasons of the year that are larger than others just because of vacation or whatever. And so while we're always working our business, we're just always working towards something. And the thing that I always love to tell my team is you're in business for yourself, but not by yourself. So if you're frustrated, if you're afraid, if you've had a, you know, if you want to quit, call me and I'll say, you know, have a hot bath and a glass of wine and we'll talk tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) That everybody needs the support to keep going because there's glorious times in this and there's hard times in this. And if we isolate, we give up on a dream long before we should. And we miss out on all of the blessings that can come simply because we're so discouraged. I can't tell you how many times I used to call my upline and quit, especially at the beginning. And she'd say, okay, that's great. We'll talk tomorrow. You know, it's like she never accepted it. She was just, she just knew that I was having a hard day. Yeah. And her husband would always say, just keep doing what you're doing. Just keep doing what you're doing. They believed in me before I could believe in myself. And that's what I like to give my team is the belief that 
I know this can happen for you. If it can happen for me, it can happen for you. And so just let me know when you're struggling so I can get you over those rough spots and we'll get you back on track. And you'll be so excited when the next victory comes. Absolutely. One of the very first trainings that I got to attend when I first started my business back in 2010 was a training where my leader ended up talking about how this business is a roller coaster. So she she knew early on, I've got to tell people there's ups and downs, there's ups and downs. So that way when the downs hit, we didn't freak out. And so I remember thinking in that training, okay, so I made a commitment to myself. I didn't say to anybody else. This was something I said to myself right in that moment was, I'm not allowed to make a decision to leave my business when I'm in the bottom of the roller coaster. I'm only allowed to make that decision if I'm at the top because it's not fair when the chips are down to go, never mind, I give up. I can't, I won't let myself do that to myself and to my family because I knew that I could see the possibilities based on the people who were around me at this training and what the money they were earning and the trips they were earning and the, and this life-changing information. And I, I was like, I refuse to quit when things are down. So I think if we can get that information out to people to know that there's going to be ups and downs and when they have a bad day and they say, and they call the, call you as a leader and say, I quit. Why don't you go take a bath, have a glass of wine? Let's talk tomorrow. <laughs> you know? Let's talk in the light of day, not in the, in the in the dark and the you know when you're feeling down. Let's take some time to process and then we'll chat. I think that's a really great bit of advice right there for leaders, especially new leaders who are trying to figure out. Oh my gosh, I just got my first call of somebody saying I give up. I think that's really important. I think the fact that you were able to put out there that people are going to feel like they want to quit, right? Yeah. And I I like to let people know this is at least a five-year commitment Mm. and that we're not going to worry about the numbers. You know, there's going to be up and down months. It doesn't matter. You're going to be learning something new and that learning curve, like at any new job, you know, any new job we go into, we're not experts at the beginning and it's uncomfortable, but eventually we get our feet and it's those 10,000 hours, which happens to be right about five years. You know, where you have, you just have it, you just know, and in your comfort, you're comfortable in any situation. So in the meantime, while you're doing that stretching and growing and finding your voice, finding your way of being in this, you're going to get the encouragement Mm -hmm. that you need to keep going. And then we'll judge it. My husband used to say, we're not judging it until five years, because all businesses take at least five years. And many people have never been self-employed before. Mm. So they're not used to self-motivating to work. They're used to being told how to work. So that's an all, that's a skill to develop also. But I think when you let somebody honestly know the path at the beginning, mm-hmm. they're not so disappointed when they find out, oh, it, it is hard. Oh, it, you know, it's wonderful, but it's, it has ups and downs. When you let somebody honestly know that the full picture and then are not attached to the outcome, but saying, I will be with you every step of the way, and I'm here to do it with you. People have a different reaction than someone who says, you're going to get rich right away. It's super easy. And then they find out with their first no that it stings, and they and off they go. And they don't even give themselves a chance for what they could develop. Absolutely. And I think one of the things to point out too, none of the work in direct sales is actually hard, No, but it is still work. <laughs> This is not rocket science. No, it's you know, this is not taking this is not like a hard day for me where I had a French or Russian witness 
that you know that was talking about technical nuclear things and I was supposed to turn out a perfect transcript within five days. Mm-hmm. This is not that kind of difficult. This is difficult within yourself. Yeah. This is difficult. This is where your personal development comes in. It's where you're doing things you're afraid of and then you want to stop. But when you overcome them, you feel like Wonder Woman and think, oh my God, I spent all this time being afraid of that. Yeah. And all of a sudden you become stronger and more adventurous because you didn't die from overcoming the last one. Right. Yeah. And this exciting journey. Yeah, absolutely. And building a business, you know, I, I used to tell my team, it's a lot like childbirth, you know? <laughs> it's really, really kind of scary at times. And there's other times when you're super excited because you see all the possibilities. And, but then you also have this point, there's going to be points where you have to go through labor. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to go through growing pains in your business. You're going to have, you know, have all those kinds of things. And so like the business that comes out at the other end, as you watch it grow, as you keep nurturing it, as you keep feeding it, and then all of a sudden you're a trip earner. All of a sudden, <laughs> you know, you've you've got residual income coming in every month. Going, all right, I, this is pretty cool. Well, let's increase that residual income. Let's increase my personal sales and right. Going through that, it built, building a business is like birthing a child. <laughs> it's just going through and figuring out how that's going to work for you. And just like birthing your children. Mm-hmm. It's more exciting to see your team achieve than you. Amen. It is. There's nothing more exciting than bringing someone in, having them have a dream, mentoring them, and having the team surround them, and having them accomplish what they want. It's even better than anything you could get. And that's the great part of this. In the corporate world, it doesn't work like this. Mm-mm. In many jobs, it doesn't work like this. This is the only place I've been where women want, or men, want more for their team than they want for themselves. Yeah. And are willing to help them do that. At least the leaders who get ahead, the leaders who create the most are the leaders with servant hearts. You just, you know, because a team wants to be a part of them. Mm -hmm. And you have to be worthy of the trust that your team puts in you and take it and be willing to give and it's a fun way of giving and but the rewards of it to watch them achieve oh my god that's even that's just the best i know i i definitely understand that feeling it's um i just had four clients who earned their their company incentive trip and i was dancing around doing a happy dance just as much as they were when they told me and I don't get anything from them earning it. I'm just so excited for them. So I definitely feel that because it's it's so nice to see that growth and watching someone from the time that they start with you and into when they hit that goal and who they've become in that time. Because it's That's not right. just about the sales. It's not just about the the recruiting. It's about who you had to become in order to become that kind of a leader, who you had to become in order to be a trip earner who you had to become to be a Mercedes Benz driver. You know, it's, you know, who you get to become in order to be that person. Because when I have cl- when I have clients that I first start with them and we're having that conversation of, well, I don't know, I don't know if I feel like I'm that kind of person who is a $2 million a year business person. And my answer to them is always, you're exactly right. The person you are right now is not a $2 million a year business owner. You get to become a $2 million a year business owner because the person you are now is not doing that because you don't know what you need to know yet. You're not doing what you need to do in order to get there yet. But 
as we go through this process together, you're going to become that person if you're willing to do it. Right. And I think one of the most exciting things is how this can be an exciting, growing career for years and years. And I always think that whatever anybody's God-given gifts are, have a way that they're going to get used here in such surprising ways. Whatever your best talent is, whatever your greatest gift is, Mm -hmm. it has a way to be used here. You're always going to be growing. And for me, that's exciting because I've already left one career. But I feel like I can grow this into a career that can fulfill me, whether it's mentoring, whether it's, you know, which is what my passion is, whether it's adventure, whether it's world travel, whether, you know, whatever it is, I get to grow into that through this opportunity. And it's not a pigeonhole. It doesn't have a limit. There's no limit on this. And to be a part of a company that says, whatever you want to become, we're going to teach you how to do and encourage you to do that. Mm -hmm. And to become not only the best growing and financially the best, but the best person you can be. And then the last part of it is how philanthropic you can be once you achieve that success that your family is taken care of because our company has such a large focus on women change the world. How are you going to give back? And this channel is a way that whatever you're passionate about can make a real difference in the world. So it's so much more than selling skincare. It's so much more than whatever product you're selling. It's a way to change the world in a way that is so empowering on many levels, whether people feel better, whether people have financial freedom and time freedom, or whether they're actually getting to give some of that money to make a real difference in places in the world, whether here or abroad, there's just no limit to it. And that's where people get so excited about what's possible in a channel like this. I love that. My my coach, her name is Virginia Mooskies. And as she goes through with her clients building their business model, that's actually one of the things she builds into your business is saying, okay, what's your, she, she calls it your needy girl, your greedy girl, greedy goal, ugh, if I could speak, <laughs> your needy goal, your greedy goal, and your make a difference goal. And your make a difference goal is what are you going to do to earn the money to give to your organization of choice? Or time, Mm -hmm. or the time freedom that you get to give the time to something that you have always wanted to give time to. Absolutely. You know, that's what's so amazing about this channel. This is why I'm so passionate about talking to people about being open to giving it a try to choose well Mm -hmm. and give it the time needed because they have no idea how they're going to be used and the difference they're going to make in the world. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank you for being here, Andrea. This has provided so much great information. I absolutely love what you had to share with us about consistency and about how you're never going to change your life if you keep saying no to opportunity. <laughs> that is so great. I love that. And so um, before in the pre-interview, you and I talked about, um, and you mentioned that you have a gift for people who would like to reach out and talk to you about the opportunity regarding Rodan and Fields, or at least the skincare available. Would you like to let everybody know what gift you have for people? Yes. And I want to thank you for allowing me to come and do this. This is really my joy to be able to share this. If it speaks to one person, that's amazing. But I would always love to talk to you just about any information that you need. I have a wonderful array of samples for you. 
Um, the information, what you do with the information we share is up to you, but having the information, that's what's important so that you can make a decision on what to do for you and your family. And that's what I always say to people. Let me share the information, then you let me know what you think of the information I've shared. So I look forward to talking to you. And, you know, even if it's just supporting you on your journey, if you're already on a journey yourself, you know, it's so important to have the support that you want. I'd love to just have a call with you and encourage you. Absolutely. So I, in the show notes, I am going to include Andrea's phone number where you can text her or of course she is going to be in the badass direct sales mastery community. So you could reach out to Andrea that way as well. She is on Facebook. Um, so you'll find her in the community. And remember, if you'd like to get a part of the community, if you aren't already there, first of all, why not? Secondly, <laughs> the way you can join our badass direct sales mastery community is by going to badass direct salesmastery.com and click the button that says join the community. And we'd love to have you in there. And as a listener of the podcast, you are going to get preferred pricing for your first 30 days with access to your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. And of course, our guest today, Andrea Burnett will be in there. So if you have any additional questions about the mentoring she's been doing for seven years with women in, in direct sales, especially those in Rodan and Fields, or questions about the skincare. Maybe you don't know anything about Rodan and Fields and you're wanting to learn more. You have a chat with Andrea and she'll talk to you, give you information and send you a sample so you can try it before you make a decision, which I think is a really important part of the process. So thank you again, Andrea, for being here. I really appreciate you. This was so fun, Jenny. I loved it. Thank you. Oh, thank you very much. And everybody get ready and stay tuned for the next badass episode. Thanks for listening to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Why are you waiting to go to BadassDirectSalesMastery.com? Don't make the dom get her whip. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it with another rock star that you know in direct sales after you subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. You can also check out the show notes for links and any contact information mentioned in today's episode. We'll see you next time.